Hi, I'm Ashley Atwood with Sunshine Hill Properties, and I've helped over 70 hopeful homeowners build their bridge from renting to home ownership. Now I'm here to give you the tools you need to achieve your dream of becoming a homeowner. This is the How to Be a Homeowner podcast. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the How to Be a Homeowner podcast. I'm Ashley Atwood and we are hosted by the Sunshine Hill Properties. Today, we're doing flooring. <laughs> flooring, super fun because that's like the first thing that people see, um, especially when they're watching those design shows and stuff. So they're like, ooh, floors. It's also very exciting. So I'm excited to talk about um, new, new floors, installing floors, maintaining floors, cleaning them up. All of that good stuff for you to be a homeowner. Um, today we have Matt Steinke, the owner of Millennium Service, carpet cleaning, tile cleaning, all kinds of floor maintenance. And we have Zach Fredrickson, flooring specialist with MFCO flooring. Yep. Don't try to say that too fast because <laughs> it will tie your tongue up. Um, I'm really excited to talk to both of them. They have incredible experience in what they do. They come highly recommended. I'll do a quick bio on both of them. For Matt, started carp uh, carpet cleaning at a very young age, works for some few uh, different carpet cleaning companies, and then said, you know what, this is for birds. I'm going to start my own business. And... Um, really takes pride in being able to take control of the customer experience from start to finish. I'm used him personally. Um, it is amazing service. They do a great job. And I felt really special as a, as a customer. So thank you for that. Thank you. Um, for Zach, man, you're born and raised here, huh? Yep. So you're used to these hot summers. Yes. Uh, you grew up with, in, with a family carpet cleaning business, but you transitioned into restoration of natural stone. You did that for 11 years before embracing your knowledge of flooring sales. Now you help customers pick the right home, right? Flooring for their help. So, yeah. Awesome. So I'm really excited to hear everybody has to say my first favorite question to ask is flooring episode. Um, is why why do you did you guys choose flooring uh and maintenance or installation either way i mean as for me i, I grew up in it so my grandfather started a carpet cleaning business back in 89 so since i was little i was going out and mm -hmm. doing jobs with them um and i transitioned into uh, natural stone and enjoyed it you know i went originally went to school for art so that kind of attention to the detail of cleaning I really liked on that aspect of things and I've just stayed with it over the years. You know, it's it's a good trade, it's growing immensely. Um and you know, it's it's a solid foundation. So you just like the work in yep. itself. I enjoy the work in that aspect of things. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Um, I started when I was fourteen <clears throat> with a carpet cleaning company. Um someday was part of our congregation. And I don't know, I enjoyed the work and then as I got older and I worked for other companies. I didn't like how a lot of carpet cleaning companies were all about the sale and less about mm -hmm. producing results for the customer. So that's why I decided to start my own, where I focus on the customer and the actual results, not not going there and high fresh to sell them to mm -hmm. buying all this stuff. So, mm -hmm. And I really enjoy the work. It's just rewarding. I meet new people. That's a different environment every day. Uh, I don't know about you, but I do like vacuuming a really dirty rug because mm -hmm. the 
you see the lines and you see yeah. it all come up and it's a little OCD of me, but it's very satisfying. <laughs> I have a lot of people tell me that, like, that was so satisfying watching you clean that. So. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say, Matt, is your favorite part of what you do? The, the end result, seeing the look on the customer's face when we're done, mm -hmm. seeing that they're truly happy. And then being able to educate them too. There's so much more than just me going in there and cleaning their car and like, oh, that's the best I can do. You can explain things to them mm. that help them down the road because flooring's expensive. Yes, it is. <laughs> and that brings you to, to use that. Yep. Uh, my favorite is probably the before and afters. You know, the transformation mm. of the floor. Mm. It's, you go in, whether even from restoration to install, it's, you know, you're helping them install something that is going to be an investment that they're going to live with for the next. You know, five to ten years at least yeah through that aspect of it so it's cool to see the transformation of it and to see what you know what new life it brings to the house that aspect of things well we're about to dive right into all things flooring stick with us for a quick break we'll be right back for this break i'm going to mention one of our incredible sponsors hoa.com did y'all know that hoa actually stands for homeowner alliance they're America's number one referral network for professionals that service homeowners. That means their entire existence is to pair quality service professionals that service your house with you as the homeowner. Go to HOA.com slash Ashley to find a service professional in your area. They serve the entire country from Austin to Denver to Phoenix to Tampa. You'll be able to find somebody in your area. Also, if you are a service professional and you want to partner with HOA.com, Go to the same link, hoa.com slash Ashley and sign up today. Okay, so we are back. Thanks for sticking with me after a commercial. Um, let's dive right in because we've got a lot of stuff to cover. I like to start with my first time home buyers. They're shopping for a home for the first time. What are some things that they can look for on their flooring that maybe is just a cleaning thing? or maybe they need to replace or repair or a complete renovation. What are some things that we can kind of keep an eye out for? Realistically, when it comes to, you know, just expecting the floor and seeing where it is, it really depends on what the floor is. If it's tile, the biggest concerns you look for is cracked grout or cracked tiles. Okay. That's gonna be an indication of a foundation crack. Okay, uh, so more than just a broken tile, that yes. could be a bigger issue. It could be a bigger okay. issue. Usually once the foundation cracks underneath it, that's what's causing the crack above. So okay. It's shifting. Mm -hmm. um, the other big one is hollowness. You walk around the house and you can hear hollow. If you're walking around with heels or if you knock on something, that means that the thin set below has decayed essentially and there could be issues underneath there. You know, with carpet, that one's more... A mat thing it's more cleaning <laughs> aspect of it you can walk, look for seams if they're fraying you know traffic wear patterns things like that but most carpet needs to be replaced after you know five to eight years based on just normal wear and tear mm -hmm. and then you know your wood laminate and vinyl it's the biggest thing is just looking for any swelling if there's any swelling in there it means that there was probably water damage mm -hmm. it's like little bubbles they kind of like bubbles. yeah but not necessarily bubbles more of just like waves or it's humped up it's kind okay. of gone through as if it's going to be wet it's going to act like a sponge and kind of Right. Just make it look uneven rather than a nice smooth surface. Matt, do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah, go into the house. A lot of things that people don't realize is check along the edges of like your carpeted rooms. And when you open up your closet doors, if you see black lines there, that's an indicator that the 
air conditioning system was dirty. And as the air runs, it passes through your carpet and it leaves filtration slow. Mm -hmm. And that stuff is very, very difficult to get out. Mm -hmm. So, if, and then use your nose as your guide. If the house smells of super strong florals or fruity scents, they may be trying to mask something else, like maybe a pet odor problem. And those are super hard to detect. Yeah, let's talk about pet odor when you're shopping for houses because I've been in a lot of houses with clients, guys, and some of them, especially with cats, and I love cats, nothing against wrong cats, but that smell, if it's in there, it is strong. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I guess the question is, what's, what's the level between what we can clean out or what we need to rip that carpet and padding out and just start from scratch? It really just depends on how heavy it is. I had a customer here in Tartesso where they they thought the cat was peeing in the closet and that cat had been peeing in that closet for six months nonstop. And we cleaned it, we treated it with an enzyme and it just wasn't coming out. So sometimes the cost to replace it is right on point with cleaning it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's just better to replace it because what happens is that they're using it in the same spot over and over and it gets through the carpet and gets through the padding it gets into the concrete mm -hmm. all the cleaning in the world's not going to take that over okay. especially cat urine yeah because then you got to rip it up and then steam clean or something like subflooring whatever's yeah. underneath it right yeah yep. yeah so it's not just a matter of accidents with your pets guys <laughs> uh yes we're gonna clean those up but like it's like it don't let it just continue because you think it's oh we'll just shampoo it it's it could turn into a major issue. And the biggest issue with that as well is if you have pets your own and you move into a home that had pet smell, it doesn't matter how great your dog was or that, they're going to be see that as a territorial mm -hmm. thing. So they're going to start going in and going to the bathroom okay. there because they smell another dog or another pet through there. So it's, again, if you can't clean the carpet and have that come out and clean the carpet and the pad and it goes through, then it needs to be torn out completely. The concrete deodorized or even potentially sealed with, you know, a pet odor sealer so that it seals into the concrete and then new stuff installed. Because if you don't, it's going to just keep happening. It's going to be bad. So when you are shopping for a house, guys, um, let's take that into consideration. When they do have pets, a lot of people have pets and it's not a big deal. But when you go in and it is, it knocks you on your feet. We're going to know that we're going to A, need to replace the carpet more than likely, and B, talk to your agent about um, about negotiating maybe a credit to come in and have that concrete or subflooring stained, cleaned, or treated whenever it needs to be, because that is going to be an extra cost that you don't want to have to run into um, after you've put a bunch of money down on your first yeah. house, right? Yeah. So that's just some things that to, to look for. If it's not too bad, like you come in and they've covered it up with whatever potpourri or sprays or candles is there are there visual uh, things that we can look for for those pet odors or for those um possible like subfloor issues as far as uh, you can typically see where an animal is had accident or if they frequent an area so you can visually see it a lot of times urine's acidic so it'll bleach the carpet so mm -hmm. you'll see if they're going in the same spot my experience Pets tend to go to the bathroom in the entryway of the bedroom of the owner for their favorite person. So if you if they had a pet and you can see who you, the pet likes the most, then their room is most likely where that pet has used the 
gone to the bathroom on the floor right in the doorway. So they're like protecting their territory yeah. around that yeah. person or something. So, okay. But just looking for those visual cues, just that's a big one. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the, I mean, when you see wear and tear on floors, I feel like it's more self-explanatory. You're like, okay, that needs a repair. But when it comes to that major odor, how do you fix it? Is it cheap? Is it not cheap? And I think it obviously you've just discussed the levels of it, but that's something to look for when shopping for houses. And I think too, don't be realistic with your, yourself when you go into a home that has carpet, because don't spend the money. And this is going to sound odd coming from a carpet cleaner, but don't <laughs> spend the money to clean it just to go and tear it out. Mm -hmm. Be realistic and be realistic with the owner. Have that conversation say, okay, there's obviously a pet odor problem here. Where did they go to those? Just mm -hmm. be honest with me so we can negotiate that right off the bat because I, that's one thing. Don't spend the money to try and clean it and just have that frustration of going back over and over yeah. when you could just tear it out, especially when the house is empty before you move in. Just mm -hmm. call Zach and have him go out there and replace it. Yeah. And then call us to maintain it after the fact. Yeah. That may be a better option than, than trying to go with a cheap route, just clean it. Well, we'll get a buy until we sell it. And that's going to be the majority of it. If you're buying a hole that has carpet, it's either going to be very old or it's going to be brand new because they're trying to make the most money out of mm -hmm. it. Most of the time, if they're selling it and it's it's old, it's just time to tear it out because it's you've got other people's DNA in the carpet, you've got pets, everything else. <laughs> like so, steam cleaning, it's great, but again, carpet of all the flooring has the least amount of you know life life to it. So it's just it's going to take time, and it's better to just tear it out at that point and not worry about the furniture. Great. Yes. All right, guys. That's. So that's your first step, shopping for a house, okay? Um, now let's go into, let's let's talk about, we go to a house and we know that we're gonna replace the floors. It's got that linoleum tile from the 70s or whatever that is, or the carpet is soaked in cat urine or whatever it may be. We know that we're gonna replace it. What types of flooring, um, I know there are a gajillion different types, but what are some good, like popular types, durable, affordable, um, all of that kind of stuff that people can look at for their homes? I would say the the industry's most popular one right now would be luxury vinyl plank. Um, Tell us what that is. Luxury vinyl plank is a floating vinyl floor, essentially. Um, it's a lot cheaper to install than your traditional carpet, well, not carpet, your tile and wood. Um, it's waterproof, very durable. Usually it looks a lot like tile. It looks a lot like tile or wood. doesn't have that grout like you know, the grouts or anything they have to deal with. So it's really the most common thing when someone walks in. They usually want luxury vinyl play. I've heard it's abbreviated as LBP yes, a lot. So, so if you hear that abbreviation, that's yes. what they're talking about. Okay. So that's probably the biggest right now. Um, after that, you know, is your tile, your porcelains, and your ceramics. What's the difference between porcelain and ceramic? Ceramic is a cheaper tile, a little less durable. Um, less durable? It is. Okay. Ceramic, less durable, cheaper. Okay. Um, it doesn't, porcelain is really the only tile you would want to put on the outside. It's more durable through there. It's a lot more dense, it's about 30% more dense than a ceramic is. Um, so that's definitely nice. You know, we always put in the recommendation of people like that real wall wood leg plate. Mm -hmm. Realistically, you only can go to about 36 to 40 inches before anything past that. We tell them to go a luxury vinyl plate for one reason. And that is when those longer plates are 
put into the kennel and then they are taken out to dry, they tend to dry on the edges first. So there's always a natural bow to it. So when it's installed, there's an industry regulation of just a little bit of lipids throughout. So it's we tend to push people away from that just because it's not going to be a perfect install. And it's, if they had an inspector come out, they would say, oh, it's in limitations because of industry standards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have your engineered hardwood and your natural stones, but those are going to be for a lot of the high-end homes. So, you know, that's a little more pricey, more installation. There's maintenance that comes with those. So, What's the lifespan or, like, natural wood and maintenance versus um, a wood-looking tile or LVP? Obviously, tile is the most durable of all, so it's going to last forever as long as we'll take care of it you know through that aspect just barring any foundation issues where there's cracks or anything like that um your lvps are you know rated for 15 to 20 years most of the time but it really depends there's there's different standards of lvp and that's always a challenging part when we have a customer come in because they're like well i saw this lvp at costco what's the difference between this and that and there's a lot of different standards you know there's the middleware layer which is essentially the best way to describe it is almost like your clear coat on your car. It's the protective film that's over it. So the more of the middle layer, the stronger and more durable it is. It doesn't won't break down compared to the others. And then some have, you know, regular pads. Some are more dense pads or for heavy furniture because it's, there's different layers of the LVP world. So it's hard to compare, you know, each one is kind of comparing apples to oranges at that point. So why would somebody spend a lot of money on hardwoods, which I know they're a lot of money versus one of these other more durable, longer lasting products? Oh, uh, at the end of the day, hardwood is still durable. It's just, you know, it's, it's the cost, it's the maintenance on that aspect of things. Obviously with wood, it's gonna, it's gonna scratch. It's a little bit easier. It's not essentially waterproof. That's mm-hmm. the, I think that's the biggest component is LVP is waterproof. You know, it's gonna, if your pet has an accident, and you were gone for the night and you came back and you wiped it up, it's not gonna hurt anything. Where your pet peed on the wood, it's gonna soak into it. You know, so you know, it's it's just picking the right floor for the right hole in that way, mm-hmm. depending on what you have, you know, kids, pets, whether it's just you and a family, yeah, a family, this and yeah. that pool. There's lots of different scenarios of why you pick each floor on mm-hmm. that aspect. I mean, because hardwoods are beautiful, but these days some of these uh, LVP or tile, they look phenomenal. They look just like wood. Um, And here in Arizona, it's so hot. My in-laws have tile all through the, and it stays nice and cool for them. Uh, They have a pool outside, so they don't worry about, you know, people coming in to go to the bathroom with wet feet, (laughs) you know? So, um, you know, just talk to somebody, talk to Zach or somebody like Zach in your area about what your lifestyle is going to be when you do, when you are choosing flooring, it's more than just the appearance. Obviously you can get the same appearance with different um, materials, but you want your flooring to match and be able to maintain your lifestyle. So awesome. What are some timeframes? 
um, for insulation. I know your answer is like depends on the job, um, but like let's give like uh, an estimate per you know, square foot or something something along those lines. I don't know. I don't know how to answer the question at all. What <laughs> <laughs> <Let laughs> ask again? <laughs> again, yeah. There's always factors. Obviously, with COVID and the pandemic and things, yeah. shipping has changed through there. So first is always figuring out how long the shipping is going to take. Mm-hmm. Could be in stock. You know, it could be a week. Sometimes. You know, things you pick one at the customer come in and you picked one that he liked and it was in stock the last week and now it's back order until October. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be quick on that. That's the first thing. And then, you know, it's floor prep and everything. For an LVP, usually within a week by the time we do demo, floor prep and install, it's done. Okay. You know, added on the job, you know, so it's all about the size. Yeah. That. You know, if it's a few rooms of LVP, it can be done in a few days easily. Um, you know, a whole house, you're looking at about a week. And keep in mind, too, if you're a 1,500 square foot house versus a 3,000 square foot house. Yes. It's going to take longer and more materials to cover those things. So, But you run into the factors of floor prep. You have to make sure when the floor is demoed, how level is that floor? Mm-hmm. Every material is different. You know, so your tile, you get away with a little bit more as far as level this because you're using it with a thin set so when you're installing it you can kind of fluctuate because of that but with an lvp or a glue down vital that's going directly onto the subfloor so you want that subfloor to be as smooth and as even as possible so you don't have any waves or anything so we may go in and you know that's the unknown anymore is we'll cost out floor best for you know 1500 dollars for 12 mm-hmm. you know 2000 square foot home but we can get in there and it be less. Then we credit back if there's there, or, you know, and if, or if it's more, you know, we have to go in and show them that this your floor is not level. We have to go back and put this many things through that aspect of things. So, you know, there's a lot of factors on there. Carpet, that's fast. That's you know, if it's a couple of real couple rooms, it's in we're in and out of the day. And if it's a whole house with stairs, everything else, you're looking at a couple of days. You know, but. And then engineered hardwood and your tile, those are going to be, you know, anywhere from a week to two weeks if you have a full, you know, about 1,500 to 2,000 square feet hole just because you have multiple layers to it. Well, a couple of weeks is better than my uh, sweet husband laid all the tile in our rental house on his own. <laughs> and it looks amazing, but it took him like two months to do it on his own. <laughs> so the money that we saved for him doing it on his own versus paying somebody to do it in a couple of weeks, where it's, this is a rental. So we could have had it well rented, yep. right? And making that money. So look at that. What is your time? What is your um, time worth, right? Especially if you're working hard for all of that money and you're going to do it yourself, you got to take that into evaluation. Um, So that kind of brings me into um, the costs of it. So what is the, I think we've already established that carpet is the least per square foot. Yes. How can you kind of give us an average? I mean, obviously there's high end mm-hmm. tile, there's high end everything, but let's let's just kind of talk about levels of prices that we can kind of think about when we're buying our home, so we can factor that into our budget. Yeah, so I'll give you an example just based off of kind of the stuff that we keep in stock first, mm-hmm. and then kind of go into that. So we keep 
basically four levels of in-stock fire credit because at the end of the day with shipping and everything else, we try to keep savings down for our customers. We want you to keep coming back. So we have your rental grade, which is going to cost you anywhere from about 16 to $18 a yard installed. Why do you call it rental grade? It's just a very low end carpet. It doesn't have as much strands of carpet. It's a lower ounce weight, essentially. Uh, it's going to give you a lifespan of, you know, about five years max, usually. It's it's what the property managers put into a lot of their stuff just because it's it's cheaper. They know they're going to have to tear out the carpet anyways most of the time because of renters. They're not going to go through all that aspect. Right. Renters typically don't take as good care of their flooring. So like yeah. Orcs will do lower grade options mm-hmm. because they know they're going to have to repair and fix it more often exactly. anyway. So why spend a gajillion dollars on carpet when you know you're going to have to fool it up in five years anyway? Yeah. And then we get into our, you know, mid-grade stuff. You know, we have, you know, $24 a yard, about $28 a yard for nice polyester cut. Which is what you're going to want as a homeowner, something more along those lines. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit more durable through there. Obviously, polyester is a little bit cheaper than your nylons. Your nylons are run a little bit more expensive because they are a little more stain resistant. Polyesters have made a good you know, move in the industry where they have the PET polyesters, which are more stain friendly through that aspects of it. But your polyesters tend to wear down more to the traffic areas. Nylons bounce back. What did you say this was average per square foot? About 24 to 28 in that range. Okay. Um, okay. And then we have a nylon that we keep in stock that runs 34. But, you know, that's kind of what you would get if you walked into the showroom. Hey, I need it installed. You know, this yeah. week or now mm-hmm. through that aspect. Okay. But you can also come into the showroom and look at all the stuff. And from there, that's when you get into the price point of it could be anywhere from $30 to $50 a yard. It's all over the place because you're looking at patterns, cut, loops, different right. types of carpet. Of so there's all, it varies based off of there. But whether you want a color, you know, whether you want a certain pattern, patterns take more carpet sometimes because. You have to take into take into note that carpet comes in most of the time twelve feet wide. It's all sold by the yard. Okay. So if your room is larger than twelve feet, like this room, your living room, it's gonna take a seam. If you're using a pattern, that pattern is gonna have a certain pattern width that it repeats. And because of that, you may may have to take more carpet and waste a little bit of carpet because you have to be able to line up that pattern That's with a seam. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, same thing with wallpaper filtering yeah. right now. Anyway, so so carpet on average is the least per square foot. Then what's next? Then you would be glue down vinyl. That's going to be good for your your rentals. And this is not the luxury vinyl plate no, you're talking about. This is glue down vinyl. This goes directly down onto the floor. It's okay. very similar to your luxury vinyl plate, but it's it, it's a glue down so of a floating. Okay. So it has its pros and cons. With a glue down you can go straight up to the baseboards. You don't have to remove your baseboards. Because most of the time with your tile, your luxury vinyl plate, your wood, you need to remove and re- reset your baseboards. Or like you have in your home, you're going to have to do a piece of quarter wrap around there mm-hmm. to hide that that little bit of gap, that your expansion gap. So your glued out is great for your residential rentals. We use it for all of our property managers, for like the, you know, the office spaces and stuff like that. The nice part about glued out is if you have a damaged tile, you can just heat it up and replace that one plank. Okay. So those still have, you know, different levels of grades, different widths, everything else. Of course. Um, through that aspect. And then comes your LVP, 
that's going to run you anywhere from starting off about 550 a square foot installed to upwards to about eight dollars a square foot installed okay depending on what brand you go with what length again no layer everything else through there i'm finding in my own like investment business that luxury vinyl plank is the best value for its dollar it is it's, it's easier to install it's maintenance you know you you don't have to worry about especially since i have rentals um it's you don't have to worry about the spills you it's easy to re- maintain mm-hmm. so the only the only downfall of a luxury vinyl plank when you're dealing with a rental is making sure your renters know how to take care of it because if you ever have any damage say that they had an office desk and they didn't use a plastic mat for their chair mm-hmm. that area is going to end up breaking down and causing damage in those corners because it is a floating floor so when they roll over it it's going to put pressure on it if that pressure point happens in order to get to those tiles you have to start from the start of a wall mm-hmm. and work all the way to that point so you end up tearing up half a room to get to that repair so that is the only downfall to it. And then again, you have to remove the baseboards if you want, or you put the quarter around around there mm-hmm. through that aspect of things. Okay. So that's luxury vinyl plank. And then we go to tile. Tile. Okay. So then, again, I'm not completely clueless. <laughs> and again, <laughs> you get into that point where there's always going to be a trap tile that may be a little bit cheaper than your luxury vinyl plank, even with the low end stuff. But, you know, your tile is going to be. If you went to a floor before a smaller big you know, box closeout store, you're going to find that really cheap stuff, the 99 cent stuff, the smaller mm-hmm. stuff. Scary part about those is those are going to be the end of the end of the barrel. You may not ever be able to find that dialogue or that style again. Um, and then costs for those varies on ceramic yes. versus. But you're going to be, let's just talk average, like average, if, if LBP is five to eight per square foot, what would a tile be? So for your tile, you're going to be anywhere from, you know, the tile, just the material is going to be anywhere from 2 to $5 a square foot upwards, depending if you get real fancy. Mm-hmm. And then average installation now is about four fifty. So, so that yeah. would be the difference in cost since it looks like per square foot tile is cheaper, but it may be more expensive to install. Yes, because you have thin set, you have grout, you have a lot more material that goes into it as far and as well as you know your floor prep through that aspect of things. Where LVP, you're just going straight over it. And sometimes you can get to the point where if your tile is in good condition, you can technically lay the LVP directly over the tile and not have to do the demo demo stuff guys okay last but not least hardwoods hardwoods um realistically out here everything is engineered hardwood um we have too much of a weather change anymore you know at the heat and here in phoenix it's not necessarily yes if you go back east a lot of people would use the solid hardwood the issue with solid hardwood out here is if you run solid hardwood you have to keep your home in a certain temperature throughout the year to keep the humidity down and have everything go through, or else the expansion contrast will be too much and it'll actually go through. So since hardwood is a more natural material, it does breathe, it does expand, it yes. contract with the weather. So that's also something to look about. If you have extreme changes in your weather, maybe hardwood's not the best choice for you long-term. Yeah, for at least for a solid hardwood. Mm-hmm. Your engineered hardwood is essentially your piece of wood and then smaller pieces of plywood that are interchanged crisscrossed so that it helps fight that expansion mm-hmm. contraction. That's very interesting. 
All right. Well, uh, I hope they gave you an idea because <laughs> I, I want people to know like that's the first thing they want to do. I, I know I want to change my floors in here. Uh, Y'all can't see my house, but it's got like three different floorings on the bottom floor. It drives me insane. So it's like, okay, I knew that I wanted to do that. But if you're coming in and you want to do it right away, you need to budget in how much longer do I need to stay in my old house and carry the two mortgages? How much am I looking at adding to my budget? Because you don't want to spend the top of your budget on the house if you know you're going to spend another five, $6,000 on new flooring. So just kind of keep that in mind. So now that we have decided on a house, we're in inspection period. And Matt, you've been sitting so patiently. I'm going to give this question to you first. Um, our inspection reports come in. And I have this question for everybody that comes in because they're so very long. Um, when we get to the flooring section of our in, of our inspection report, what are some things that we can look for that, again, would be um, something for Millennium to come out and just clean up really quick or something that we need to maybe call Zach and repair? Um, just look at, he touched on earlier, like your traffic patterns. Just look at how broke down it is. If it's just soiled and you can see that it's just, you know, foot traffic and come, maybe coming in out of a garage, and you don't see that indentation in the carpet where the padding underneath is broke down, that'd be something to call us up to come clean up. But if you see like where the padding is broke down underneath, whether there's obvious elevation differences in the carpet. I see that in stairs a lot when yeah. I'm um, looking at showing people mm -hmm. houses. And you see that in stairs because you don't, you can't walk in a different areas. You're you always in the center. Of it. Yeah. It's all in And then on the landing, you have that pivot point to where you have like that little goat path where you're always pivoting. So that takes a lot of wear. Is that something that the instructor will note in his inspection or is that just something that we have to make sure? It's something you as a homeowner or prospective buyer is going to have to look for. Yeah. Do do inspectors usually mention? No, because like carpet's a consumable item. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's not intended to last forever where when you get into more of your hard surfaces, those are intended to be around okay. for a long time, but carpet is a consumable item. So, so they don't- Do they mention other types of flooring? Is that uh, they can. Uh, really, your inspection is going to be more worried about your foundation, things okay. like that. So if they see issues, like I said, then the cracks or water damage, things like that, that's going to be the biggest thing. But, you know, as far as your floor being dirty or anything, that doesn't really affect the value of the whole structurally. But that's a good thing, though, if the inspector is putting, hey, there's cracks in your tile, you need to look at your foundation. That is major. Yes. So it's not necessarily... That's not necessarily something we'd call you for, though. We would call the foundation people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously, that's just your indication that there's something okay. potentially underneath this that could be bigger. Okay. Well, that helps a lot because um, we've already discussed all of those things from when we were shopping, things that we want to look for. Um, so once we've moved in, and Matt, I'm going to give this to you, all to you, man. Um, how do we keep our floor? Say, say it's all brand new we come in, how do we keep our floors um, pristine to where we don't have to replace them as often? Okay, vacuum. Vacuum <laughs> is huge. Uh, people overlook it and it's, I know it's not the favorite thing to do, but if you vacuum your carpet, it, it really prolongs the life of it. it. They say to vacuum a day a week for every person in your home. So if you got five people in your house, it's probably a good idea to pass that chore on to where you're vacuuming at least three times a week. Okay. So I don't expect anybody back in the house every day. Like a robot. robot. Yeah, My exactly. Robot. I was just running before y'all came in. <laughs> and then for your hard surfaces, don't mop with anything. It leaves a sticky residue. Pine saw, bisol, um, resolve, those all leave a sticky chemical residue. So as you walk across that, it transfers onto the carpet. 
I always encourage people to either use white vinegar and water to mop with or bleach in hot water. Okay. Because you don't want any type of residue. And that too will depend on what you're mopping. Obviously, there's, you don't want to use bleach on your, your natural wood floors and stuff like that. But as far as your ceramics and porcelains, you're good to go on those. So no bleach on wood floors. No, no vinegar. Well, no vinegar either because it absorbs? Yep. So what do you recommend cleaning wood and uh, wood wood? So wood and natural stone, you want to use a, and you can use again on a ceramic tile, a neutral pH cleaner because you don't want to damage anything, especially when it comes to natural stone, your travertine, your marbles, slate, things like that. If you use anything acidic on something like that, it's going to actually, what we call etch the stone and cause damage to it and break it down, especially on a polished floor. It's going to cause those traffic areas to dull even more because you're using an acidic base to kind of break down. So those pH cleaners, can we buy most at the store? Yeah. If you go to Home Depot, any of, most of your Myers and you, most of your green products are going to be neutral pH or chemically friendly for that. Um, or Zeps has a great neutral floor pH cleaner that they is, which is very cheap. So Matt, could we use those not pH on any surface other than carpets? Obviously, we're not going to do. That. I would I would test it in an area if you're not sure on your flooring, but it in a spot that's you're not going to see if it does react to it, and then decide from there. So yeah, because I know for me, especially in my house, I've got three different floorings. Like, mm-hmm. do I have to clean my floor with different <laughs> with a different product for each thing? So that would be good to know. Is like, is there a general cleaner? But I'm on you. I grew up with pine salt, so that's yeah. I didn't none of that. <laughs> and it's it's easy to pick up on if you you're in a house and somebody like your feet will be sticky. Yeah, you can hear, hear it. it. You yeah. can hear it with your sneakers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cl- you, yeah. Like like a piece of tape ripping up every time. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's stuff that we can do on a daily basis without having to pay unless you you know are paying housekeeping service. Um, when it comes to like I know that I, I call you guys every year to come shampoo and deep clean my carpets. Is that right? Is that often enough? Is that what what should people be doing for a professional clean? I would say every year at the very least. You know, I have customers that call me every four to six months, but they're high traffic. They got a lot of pets. They got a lot of people, and so it'll depend on you know each home is different. So, but at least once a year. And then one thing that I people overlook, and I think because they feel like it's a gimmick, is adding a protector back onto your carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, all of your products come with some type of protector in them on your higher end stuff. So to help fight the stains and reduce wear, I would encourage people to do that at least every other cleaning. It's not something I feel you need to do every time, but at least every other thing that mm-hmm. will really help prolong the life of your carpet. Keep it clean longer. And then when you do have it cleaned, it's amazing the difference. It really makes an impact. Yeah. And you can also clean the t- the grout in your yes. tile, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes a big difference when, I mean, I've seen befores and afters of that. Can you tell mm-hmm. us about cleaning grout? Yes. And that's one thing with when it comes to cleaning tile, that's mainly what people are after is getting the grout lines clean. It's usually the dirtiest right in front of your kitchen stove because of the grease and oil and everything in your cooking. And so what we do is we come in with an oxygenated cleaner and we, we spray it on, we let it dwell, and then we hand scrub each individual grout line and it raises that dirt out there. Then we use a hard surface tool that comes in with high pressure water and vacuum and then it, it finishes removing everything off it, sucks it up all in one process. Right, so it makes it look brand new again. Um, which is, you know, frustrating when, you know, you, you feel like you're 
mopping your kitchen floor all the time and then it just doesn't look clean anymore that's when you call that and say hey can you come clean my grout <laughs> and sealing your grout is another good way to maintaining it and now for sealers as well that basically clog the pores in the grout but okay. things can't penetrate it so is that something that you only have to do once or do you need to reseal or what it would be something you'd have to reapply How over long? time i would for tile i would do it every time to clean so every year mm -hmm. so once a year just yeah, do a resealant yeah. kind of like we were doing the protectant on your carpet correct okay and that's just uh if those of you that are listening to keep you from having to spend more money and replace it maybe you're replacing your carpet in 10 years versus every five i mean i don't know <laughs> but you know it makes your investment last longer by doing a few little um maintenance things annually or daily with like the vacuuming and stuff like that because you don't have to reinvest every year uh you know off more often than you need to unless you're the kind of person that just wants to renovate every time mm -hmm. <laughs> which i'm sure zach would love to hear from you if you're that person <laughs> well and it's, it's also important that you clean your carpet because if you a lot of people don't understand that if you don't clean your carpet it depends on each distributor, but most carpet cleaning companies need to clean your carpet between nine and 12 months, you know, in that point. Mm -hmm. But your warranty is voided if you don't clean your carpet. So you need receipts from Matt saying, hey, this has been cleaned regularly every 12, 12 months or 18 months. Or else if you had an issue with your carpet and you went to the manufacturer to warranty it, they'll be like, well, what's your carpet? When's the last time we cleaned it? If you get sure that you regularly cleaned it, mm -hmm. you've broken down. Same thing goes that each carpet, there's certain vacuums that they don't allow because it may cause damage to that. But what is that? There's certain, you know, your loop pattern carpets that have, they may catch on the bristles if it was too aggressive. So okay. it's there, you have to really read the fine print when you come into the warranty aspect of it. And then ask about that. I don't know anything about that. Sealing the grout is massively important because if you don't, any of those oils from your stove or your feet or anything else, that stains it. And when Matt comes in and cleans it, he can scrub and clean as much as he can, but it's permanent at that point. If there's there's issues, it's going to have traffic patterns. Then the only option at that point is a product called Color Seal, which is essentially a grout paint sealant that has to be applied by hand, you know, with either a toothbrush or a fine paintbrush, and it's time consuming. Uh -huh. So it's a great pot, you know, thing to fix for those homes that you know are damaged, but it's gonna cost you a little bit more because they now have to go in and do everything by hand. So it's it's the preventative maintenance that he offers that's gonna help you in the law. Well, and let's touch on, I'm glad you brought up the color seal. That yeah. Color seal, is absolutely beautiful and it's done properly but if it starts to come up on your grout lines it it is a complete disaster and we can't clean that off yeah the, the only way to do that is that remove the grout itself but color seal is is beautiful and one way you can tell if it's been color sealed versus just being natural grout natural grout isn't pure it's not pure no white. so if you're ever in a house and you maybe you see it in a tile backsplash you see it on the floor and the grout is just pure white it's been color sealed because grout doesn't give off that appearance by itself because it's porous. It can't, doesn't have the pigmentation to do that. So you want to look at that. So if you're in a home and you see where like you have these pristine white grout lines, but then you have gaps of like gray or like an off color white, it's most likely that it's been color sealed and those sections that are damaged in that color seal, it's come off. 
And then if you go and you clean it, especially with our high pressure system that we use, it'll really turn. It's going to tear up that color yes. seal. And it'll be so inconsistent, but it'll look worse. Oh, so I would, that's a little scary, guys. I would recommend that <laughs> you avoid the color seal in the house if you see it. Okay. But that to me is a major red flag. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hey, I, I just learned something new, y'all. <laughs> that's what I love doing this show. I think I've learned something brand new every time I've done an interview. So thank you for that. Um, okay. Well, that's all of the questions that I have prepared for you guys. Is there anything else that I am just completely clueless about that y'all want to mention to make sure our new homeowners, new home buyers are um, taking care of their floors or, or whatever? Just ask questions. I think that's the most important thing. You need to ask, you know, what the best material is for your lifestyle is just to kind of figure out what, you know, be very upfront with your installation guy or whoever, your carpet guy, what you're going through so they can provide you with the best program. Because essentially it's, it's developing a maintenance program. We, we want to develop a relationship with you. We don't want to just see you once and then go from there. I mean, I hope to only see you once or twice in your life because we're only doing Except for we'll refer you to somebody exactly. else. He does such a great job. But you want to make sure that that floor is going to hold up for that person. Mm -hmm. So that's why when someone comes in, I always ask them what type of work, what, what are you doing? What's your project? So that, you know, if they're just doing a rental, they're just getting the carpet they need. They're not mm -hmm. overspending through that. Mm -hmm. So when they come back in, they're happy because they know that we gave them the best product for what their product was on that aspect thing. So knowing what carpet is right for your family or for your home based on your pets or your kids and things like that, or knowing what hard surface to put in based on where it's going. You know, it, uh, laminate is still a great floor. You know, that was what we didn't really touch on. And it's kind of more of an old school fit, you know, floor, but it's still very durable. But the issue with laminate is it's not good for bathrooms or anything like that because it still is an MDF underneath. So it still can work because of the water or the moisture in the air because of those bathrooms. So if they're going to do it throughout the whole house, they need to go more towards a luxury lineup like than a laminate. And if they're only doing it on their stairs in an office or anything else, the laminate's okay. And that, that'll save a little bit of money on that aspect of things. But, you know, it's categorizing where it's going to go and figure out what their needs are. Well, something that I know to ask, like when Matt came over, you know, is there anything that you saw that we need to um, to repair or, or, or do to help our carpet last longer? And when you mean, you probably don't remember, but we have wrinkles in yeah. our carpet upstairs. And he was like, all you need to do is get it restretched um, because it's a great carpet in good condition. But if we leave it all wrinkly, it's gonna cause problems in the long run. So um, coming in and when Matt comes in or some your local um, service provider comes in, asking, say, hey, did you see anything that we need to pay more, you know, to give better attention to is always a great question. Yeah. And stretching your carpet is best done when there's nothing in the house. So that'd be something. If you see wrinkles, <clears throat> excuse me, or buckles anywhere in the carpet, that's something you want to have addressed before you start moving in. Well, I wish I'd have known that before we started moving in our house <laughs> because I noticed it, but I just didn't mm. think anything. I mean, I didn't know any better back then. So. Yeah, because the situation doesn't get any better over time. It just continue to get worse. Awesome. Woo! <laughs> That was a huge chunk of information, guys. I think to add to what your customers like, find out what they're how they want to clean up there. You have some people, in my experience, clean is a perception. 
cleanliness. It is. Your idea of clean is going to be different from mine uh, to anybody. So I would say when you're when you're looking at a home and you're, you're looking at the flooring, ask the customer, like, is this something that you want to maintain? Because what do you mean by when you want to maintain? Like, like for that old clean? Right. Do you, is this something you're going to have the time that you can come in here and take care of this floor and the way it needs to be done? Because uh-huh. otherwise you're not going to be happy with the performance. He brought up like the uh, acidics and like certain granite countertops and you cut a lemon on it, it'll etch that. You know, so you got to make sure that the customer understands when, what they're flooring that the level of responsibility to keep it up on their end, not just having him come in and fix it or replace it or me coming in and cleaning it. It's, do you want to spend that amount of time making sure that your floor is clean? You yes. have the time to mop like you should or sweep so like you should. That kind of goes into matching the lifestyle when the flooring, right? Like hardwoods are going to be harder to maintain than, you know, the luxury vinyl plank. Um, so that's a great question to ask. Like, hey, uh, we're busy. We've got five kids uh, and we both work full time jobs and we volunteer on the weekends. <laughs> you're gonna need to know that you're getting the right product yeah well and people love those little roomy vacuums the little robots yeah. but i've seen those cause a lot of damage carpets they'll get stuck on area rugs and they just sit there and run and they they'll burn the rug so mm-hmm. i mean they're great for hard surfaces but i wouldn't recommend it really for your carpet because they can they can get hung up <laughs> <laughs> That's the only oh, way our carpet gets yeah. vacuumed <laughs> until the until my service comes and does it for me. Yeah. Okay, well now I know that um, that wasn't technically in the show, but it's probably going to go in the show. <laughs> um, editor, thank you. Um, so let's get back to it. Um, this has been a long show, so I'm kind of going to wrap it up. But let's just do one of my favorite questions. Let's talk about our craziest story on the job it's the craziest thing that you walked into whoever wants to start first oh well i've seen some pretty disgusting stuff <laughs> that's why i was touching <laughs> on earlier that you know everybody's idea of clean is desolate and we're not a pooper for company so you call me to come in and clean your tile and your dog's been using it as his backyard and you gotta clean the poop up first. Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta do it. some sweeping. You gotta clean up the big oh stuff. So you walked in. Tell you that. <laughs> and it, everywhere. Not, oh. not just random spots, but like everywhere. That's and they nice. just they're just oh yeah. We're trying the house breaking. Oh, it's not gonna work if you don't clean it up. FYI, talk to your pet trainer about that and the big will keep going if you don't clean up the scent. Yeah. Uh what about you, Zach? There's a lot. I don't even know where to start. The craziest one. That's PG. It's just, it boils back down to like understanding, you know, we come in and try to figure out what your your expectations are. Customer expectation is the key. I remember I had one lady that my boss had set up, you know, clean and seal and she wanted a polish. So we went through a polish and we were supposed to go in and repair her floor with holes. She had holes in her marble. I showed up the second day and it looked like Smurf chicken pox. She had blue tape, all these holes through the whole floor, like a full roll of blue tape. It took me longer to pull the tape up than to do the floor. Uh-huh. And it's just, that was where her expectations were. And, you know, we thought it was down here and it just turned into a nightmare. You know, we, uh-huh. we go above and beyond on that aspect. So fit made it, make it right and finish it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to really understand what, 
you know, what that expectation is. So taking the time to ask those questions or explain to them what you're looking for, that's key. Yeah. If we don't know, you know, how far depth that you are expecting, we're going to give you what we think that the service should be and that may be about as much as you want it. So be very open and honest with us because yeah, we know what our industry standard is and what we would want to do, but there's always going to be, you know, those people that want a little bit more, a little bit things. So just let us know. Yeah. I think that a lot is making sure we manage expectations because I know all of us are in the service industry um, and what people, all of the guests that come on our show, we're in service industry. We want to give you the most incredible experience that you've ever had. So you letting us know, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. Um, can A, let us know exactly what you're looking for so we can meet those expectations. Or for like myself and real estate, if your expectations are this giant mansion, but you only want to pay a quarter of that price, I can help manage those expectations as well so that you're not disappointed and I'm not trying to, you know, run around like a chicken with my head cut off for an impossible thing. So don't be embarrassed to share, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. Is that possible? What do we need to do to make that happen? Not just with these guys, but with everybody that you're working with. Because we want we want you to be pleased. We want you to be the happiest customer we've ever had. So that that just helps us help you, Jerry McGuire. <laughs> and I would caution people when you're having your carpet cleaned by anybody, I don't personally believe in just a light cleaning. I, I'm not out here to just get the dust off your carpet. We we come out there to give you the absolute best cleaning possible. So if you hire a company and they're like, well, you want a deep clean or you just want a, a quick rinse, I don't believe personally that you go in there and just do a quick rinse on carpet. Our job is to clean your carpet. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We don't come in there and ask you, hey, do you just want me to go over it real quick? You know, and just get the dust off. No, you're going to get the the absolute fullest service from us so you can we can possibly provide you because we don't believe that you just come in and do a light wash so when you get a company say you don't use millennium service and they're in there and they're like well if you want this it's going to be this much more those are red flags for a homeowner because they're just looking to push a sale where we don't push sales we're in there clean cup mm-hmm. and we're going to do everything we can to get it as clean as possible for the price that we get you yes. it's not going to change based on what you expected it's not going to go up to that. We give you the absolute best service every time. That's why it's important for you to go with the guy like with Matt. Mm-hmm. If you go with a Coit or a Stanley Steamer, they're all commission based. So mm-hmm. they go out and they get you with that twenty nine ninety nine a room or three rooms for a hundred dollars. Then all of a sudden they're like, I need this and I need that. And those guys are going to push that because those guys, that's how they make their money. Mm-hmm. It's not hey, we're here to provide the best service possible. Yeah, I've had that where they're like, oh, it's more money, you have a pet or it's this or that and you get nickel and dime into a lot more than you originally anticipated. So- And ask those questions, ask them what they're using on their truck. You have a right to know what they're using. I tell everybody all the time, they, hey, can I look at your truck and they're standoffish? Absolutely. So you can can go in there and touch anything you want because I want you to know what we're putting in your home. You have a right to that. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, um, let's tell everybody how we can reach you. So we will, sorry, I'm going to lean into the camera. You guys are getting a close up of my face. Matt, we'll start with you. So Matt, how do people get a hold of you if they want their carpet? You can reorient. 623-986-3118. You can call or text that number. You also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Millennium Service LLC. 
Okay, I have an email too. Do you want to post that? Oh, uh, yes. Email. Mnmstikey.ms at gmail. Okay, all of that will be in your show notes if you are unable to write that down. Zach, let's see, we've got Zach, you are MFCO flooring. Yes. How do they get a hold of you, Zach? Uh, my phone number is 480-529-3126. Call or text that. Email is Zach at mfclflooring.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, website uh, mfclflooring.com. And then Instagram and Facebook is mfclflooring. Amazing. Okay. So th- we have to wrap this episode up. Oh my gosh. It is probably the longest one that we have shot so far, but I think it has had so much great information and stuff that we all need. We all have floors in our house. We all have to maintain them and we all have to keep them looking nice. So thanks for joining us. Call these guys. If, if you're in a different area, um, we will be happy to refer you. If they mention when they call y'all that they heard us on uh, how to be homeowner. That's the name of my show. I blanked on that for a second. <laughs> uh, should, should they mention it? Should they mention it? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Tell them, you know, whatever questions they have, you know, we're always happy to answer and guide them in the right direction. So. Awesome. Well, make sure you mention that because I'd love to hear your feedback, leave a review on them, you know, on the show, whatever, ask some questions. We'll reach out to them. Um, If you have questions, leave it in the comments and I'll make sure I get those uh, questions to them and get them answered. So that's it. You guys have a great week. Uh, I'll see you next time. Guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Uh, Bye. Sunshine Hill Properties is proud to bring you the How to Be a Homeowner podcast. If you have more questions, ask them in the comment section. I will be featuring and answering them in upcoming episodes. If you like the show, leave a review and share it with a friend. Our goal is to help as many people as possible achieve their dreams, and your reviews help reach those people. If you are ready to build your bridge to homeownership, reach out to me at sunshinehillproperties.com to make an appointment for a call. No matter where you are in the country or on your journey, I'm ready to get you headed in the right direction with a free consultation. Interested in finding a trusted service provider in your area or partnering with HOA.com as a service professional? Go to HOA.com slash Ashley. Are you an agent? Great. I am growing my team in states across the country. Let's schedule a call to see if we need an agent to cover your area. Visit sunshinehillproperties.com. Want a career in real estate? You're not an agent yet, but you still want a career? That's still wonderful. I'd love to talk to you about training with me or one of my team members. Contact us at, you guessed it, sunshinehillproperties.com. I have to shout out our amazing post-production team. Thank you, Space Dream Productions, for doing every bit of post-production. I truly could not have made this show happen without you. And last but not least, if you don't want to miss a thing, be sure to subscribe to us now on the How to Be a Homeowner podcast.